What is up everybody, welcome back to another episode of Pop My Culture And this time, as I mentioned, I'm going to be talking about video games I'm going to be talking about the video game brand of PlayStation It's a Sony manufactured consoles uh, I got the home consoles of the PlayStation PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4 Very simple naming convention upcoming PlayStation 5 as well going to be added to that and then you've got the PSP which is the PlayStation Portable and the PS Vita which is PlayStation Vita Vita means life console kind of failed a little bit not probably the biggest failure in PlayStation's history I would say um, that and I guess the PlayStation 3 to a certain extent but by the end of the PlayStation 3's life cycle it was fine, the end of the PS Vita's life cycle. Still not great. Uh, sort of right in Japan, everywhere else, not 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 too fancy. So yeah, the PlayStation has made a bunch of consoles. I've owned all of them apart from the PSP. Um, so that's the PlayStation 1, 2, 3, 4, and the PlayStation Vita. I imagine I will also own the PS5 at some point, depending on how much it's going to cost when it comes out, etc, etc. But probably sometime next year, I imagine, is, is when I'll get my hands on that. PlayStation is pretty iconic. The controller, the, the DualShock, going to become the DualSense in a little bit there. Very similar, not too much change, unlike, it, say, Nintendo, which changes their console controllers quite a bit. And it's probably one of my favourite controllers. Um... The PlayStation original controller came without the analog sticks, but once it had the analog sticks, it is it is my favourite controller with analog sticks and its variations. Probably the DualShock 3 is my favourite out of them all. It was wireless, didn't have the touch bar slash light thing that the DualShock 4 has, held its battery very well. It was pretty much a wireless PlayStation 2 controller, which is phenomenal. So, so really enjoyed that controller. Um, favorite controller for analog sticks. My favorite controller without analog sticks is probably the Super Famicom slash Super Nintendo controller, which is also phenomenally great. And very simplistic, but also awesome. And the Super Famicom just looks beautiful with all the different colors and whatnot. Um, you obviously got the uh, different sacred symbols on the controller face. Uh, the square, triangle, circle, and cross, or X as it's called by most people, including myself, generally speaking. Uh, you got two triggers, you got R1 and R2, L1 and L2. The triggers are the R2 and L2, and then you got the, I guess, bumper buttons, you'd call them, from the R1 and L1. You got the D-pad, and you got the two analog sticks there. Then you've generally got a home button, which is the middle PlayStation button. Uh, between the two analog sticks, and you got like an options button, or uh, in, in the case of the um, newest iteration, you got the, you got the touchpad. I think they're continuing that uh, touchpad for um, the DualSense controller as well. But yeah, the, the controller is very well known. My favorite controller. A lot of people like the offset sticks of the Xbox controller. And that is what it is. A lot of people love the GameCube controller. 
again, it is what it is. My preferred is definitely PlayStation. And PlayStation also, the games were a bit different. You know, PlayStation kind of took the uh, teenager edginess that Sega had developed. And also had some children's games, similar to what Sega had with Sonic. Uh, They had Crash Bandicoot PlayStation launching in it. Crash Bandicoot was kind of their mascot and he was up to anarchy and talking about how PlayStation's better than Nintendo, blah, blah, blah. Originally, the PlayStation was going to be the Nintendo PlayStation uh, as a development between Sony and Nintendo, but for whatever reason, that didn't go forward. And so we got two separate consoles uh, at the time, the PlayStation and I believe the N64 as well. So... Interesting little history lesson there. The two biggest names in console gaming and Nintendo and PlayStation could have been one company at one point, but it didn't work out that way. And probably for the best, because, you know, Nintendo's doing their own thing. They're making great software. Uh, Their hardware's very unique. Whereas PlayStation also has a great lineup of exclusives, but it has a very powerful home console ready for third parties to get their games on and that's all great as well then you got Microsoft with Xbox which is kind of just very similar to PlayStation but got their own little strategy got some exclusives not as much as Sony with Game Pass that could very well change but for right now the the two biggest are definitely PlayStation and Nintendo Um, but yeah the games obviously PlayStation 1 era Crash Bandicoot uh, I think some of the early Tony Hawk games, and then obviously I think like Underground was um, on PlayStation 2, I think. One of the Undergrounds, maybe. Anyway, the PlayStation 1 and 2 had the sports games like your Tony Hawk's, your SSX Trickies and whatnot, your um, a lot of racing games as well, Gran Turismo, uh... Need for Speed was huge on the PlayStation 2. Grand Theft Auto as well on the PlayStation 2. And that's gone PlayStation 3 and now PlayStation 4. Um, so yeah, there's, there's lots of franchises that people associate with these. PlayStation 2 is probably when it was strongest when you did have Need for Speed. Tony Hawk was still going strong. Ratchet and Clank, Jack and Daxter on there. Uh... All, so, all sorts of stuff. And the PlayStation brand was strong there. PlayStation 3 kind of dipped a bit. Xbox pretty much was level with them that generation. And they've come out strong for PlayStation 4. With what you would call, like, I guess the modern movie style games. Which is your Uncharted, your Last of Us, your God of War. That are very s- cinematic looking in scope. Very beautiful games. And also heavy on story, lots of cutscenes, which isn't my favourite style of game, but they are well regarded, well reviewed, and people that enjoy them really enjoy them. Lots of dad games in there as well. You got Joel from Uncha- uh, from Last of Us, and you've got uh, Kratos in uh, God of War, as as two of the more notable examples there. Um, yeah, 
So it's a PlayStation doing some interesting things on the home console market. Very, very strong at the moment. The originals are, for most people, not myself, but for most people, the strongest they've ever been. And and there's still stuff I'm looking forward to. Ratchet and Clank, the new Ratchet and Clank, uh, Rift Apart, I think is what it's called. Something to do with Rifts, which very much makes use of the PlayStation 5 Awesomes technology. Uh, looks very, very interesting, and that's the game I'm most excited for. Miles Morales also looks pretty good. But uh, Spider-Man, I did not like it as much as other people. Enjoyed swinging around the city and whatnot, being Spider-Man. So, so I'm sure I enjoy Miles Morales. I don't think I'll love it, though. Um, but Rash and Clank, I think I will love. Because it's so beautiful. I love that kind of style. The pumpy space opera humor. It's kind of like taking the things I love about Star Wars and making them even more... Flash Gordon-y out there, ridiculous kind of stuff. So, so I really dig the vibe of the Ratchet and Clank world. And then visually it's stunning using some ray tracing uh, lighting effects that just look great. And with the rifts you're able to like shoot out a whip and like drag the rift towards you and transport into another world. It's loading very, very fast and that's using the... SSD solid straight to drive to kind of really uh, accelerate those load times. So in a game from the regular PlayStation 4, they'd probably take like a minute to load into a new level or whatever. Whereas in this game, it's almost instantaneous. Maybe a couple of seconds, they're kind of where you're going through like a out of one portal and into the next. But but very very quick, and I think that's very impressive because usually it takes a while for games to kind of um, adhere to the standards of what the console's kind of going for and, and obviously make use of all the elements of it. Obviously it is a first party game, Ratchet and Clank. Uh, it would have been a first party game even before the Insomniac acquisition but with that, that probably allowed Insomniac to get like a behind the scenes look more so of PlayStation and understand what's going on, have a more direct conversation and whatnot. So I think that's really assisted them well. Then you've obviously got the PSP and the PS Vita, which were had a lot of uh, JRPGs and uh, visual novels and, and those kind of games on them. Some other fun games as well. There was a fun, like, tactical turn-based Metal Gear Solid on PSP that, that I had a bit of fun with. They're obviously Persona 5 Golden, uh, Persona 4 Golden, sorry, on the PS Vita was probably its shining game. But yeah, uh, neither of those consoles particularly huge. Also, fighting games on them were quite big as well, but compared to the Nintendo handhelds, like the PSP did solid numbers, but it was going up against the DS, which outsold it two to one I believe. DS is obviously the most sold console of all time tied with the PS2. They're both roughly around 150 million units sold so that is a lot. PSP, uh, PS2 obviously had the benefit of being uh, backwards compatible with the PS1. DS backwards compatible with the GBA. Game Boy Advance. 
and the PS2 was also a DVD player, which became a relatively cheap DVD player as time progressed. After I think the first few years on markets, the price started dropping, uh, you got a slimmer PlayStation 2, and people started using that as a, as a DVD player, not just a game console, so that probably inflated sales slightly, but still very, very impressive, the PlayStation 2. And PlayStation 2 is my favourite PlayStation console of all time. Uh, hopefully the PS5 kind of best that. There's some very interesting things in the PlayStation 5 that there wasn't on in the PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 3. PlayStation 3 had the Blu-ray player and stuff, which was cool. But games didn't really have a huge, huge leap. There was the HD leap where everything looked prettier, but gameplay didn't change dramatically. PlayStation 4 has had some dramatic gameplay changes, but not not huge in the way that I'm expecting PlayStation 5 could. The possibilities of the solid-state drive and, you know, Unreal Engine 5 and everything coming out, I think is going to be very exciting. So yeah, PlayStation is... Sopnik I have been interested in, and I'm interested in right now, though obviously in a bit of a lull waiting for the next console, and obviously will be interested in, in the future. I think the PlayStation brand is probably, outside of Nintendo, the most synonymous with gaming. Um, can't really think of too much else. Cause, I mean, you've got Sega and Atari, but they're kind of brands that have kind of succeeded. They, they were big in arcade didn't transition as well to home console. Nintendo, smaller in arcade, but then home console, they're just absolutely dominant. Um, yeah, I, I guess, yeah, PlayStation and Nintendo are probably the two biggest gaming brands right now. Obviously, Tencent is one of the, is the biggest gaming company, should I say. Um, but I don't think consumers know it on that level that they not a PlayStation or a Nintendo or an Xbox for that matter. But anyway guys, that was my kind of rambling thoughts on PlayStation. Where it's been in the past, where it is now, where it's going in the future. Um, I will probably give an update when the place, when I get my hands on the PlayStation 5. As I said, probably sometime next year. But anyway guys, thank you so much for listening. And next week I will be back with a little talk about Mulan, both the old 1998 Disney film, as well as the new 2020 Disney film, which is launching uh, in a week's time. And so it may be a little bit later than this episode went up, but it shouldn't be too much later. It, it may be Saturday New Zealand time rather than Friday night, but um, I will get it out to you guys. And I'm very much looking forward to this Mulan film. And even if it sucks, I will have good things to say about the 1998 film. So, but but I'm very I'm very much looking forward. Nikki Caro, great director. Visuals look absolutely stunning. Glad it's in 4K, Dolby Vision, Dolby Atmos. I will be bringing you my I guess review slash kind of rambling thoughts, probably similar to this, on that. As I mentioned, next week, thank you so much. Goodbye.